I spoke to Ahed about her book and why she chose to write this memoir. She gives us insight into what it is like to be in an Israeli prison with other young girls and women, including Khalida Jarrar. She describes how Khalida taught her and the other women mathematics, history, and law so that they could understand what their rights should be in prison. Welcome to This is Palestine. I'm Deanna Butu. In today's episode, we will hear from Palestinian activist Ahed Tamimi, who captured the world's attention at the age of 16 for slapping an Israeli soldier. But Ahed is, of course, more than just a slap. Raised in the West Bank village of Nebi Saleh, just outside of Ramallah, Ahed has lived her entire life not only under Israeli military rule, but also in the presence of the nearby settlement of Halamish. The settlement, which was founded in 1977 by the Gush Emonim Bloc, which means the Faithful Bloc, is a nationalist religious movement that seeks the expulsion of Palestinians from Palestine. Over time, Israel has expanded the settlement, with settlers taking over land belonging to Nebi Saleh in order to give the settlers free access to the land and to the spring. From 2009, Palestinian activists from Nebi Saleh began to gather relatives and others from the village on Fridays to march to the spring that the settlers had taken over. Israeli soldiers used tear gas, rubber bullets, and a noxious mix of chemicals known as skunk, and sometimes live fire to stop them. Ahed tells me that she initially was afraid to participate in the demonstrations, but with time, she saw that the settlers were increasingly encroaching on the land of the village, land that she sp- spent her entire childhood on. She knew that she had to act. My experience is the experience of any Palestinian. I grew up refusing the occupation and knowing that I have to resist. I would get closer and closer to them, and over time I was not afraid of them and wanted to stand up to them in person. Ahed's parents, Neriman and Basim, are no strangers to activism. Basim tells me that he spent days in a coma in 1993 after being tortured during interrogation. Neriman tells me that she was beaten and repeatedly strip-searched during her detentions. By the time she was 12, Ahed's activism had attracted the attention of many, and the Tamimis took to social media to both show the protests and primarily to protect themselves from Israeli claims of violence. She tells me that she wanted to be a soccer player, but like the dreams of many Palestinians, this was crushed as she instead focused on attaining her freedom. And now to the slap. On the 15th of December, 2017, Israeli soldiers fired a rubber-coated metal bullet at her cousin Mohammed's head. It was unclear whether Mohammed would, would survive, He underwent surgery with part of his skull removed and remains permanently scarred and disabled by the shooting. An hour later, the Israeli army invaded Ahed's home, and she tried to forcibly expel them, as is her right, of course. It's then that Ahed, age 16, slapped an Israeli soldier in full military gear standing in her front yard. The video has been viewed over a million times. Ahed tells me about the day that she slapped the Israeli soldier. During that time, there were confrontations with the Israeli soldiers every day. Every Friday, there were protests. 
But during that time, it was every day because of the U.S. embassy move. The army came close to our house. I was studying in Libire near Ramallah, and there were protests at the settlement Beit Il. Wherever you went, there were protests. I couldn't study, it was so loud. When I was home, I heard shootings. They told me my cousin Muhammad was shot, but he wasn't killed. Until today, he has medical issues and needs medical attention. His skull was injured. He was shot near the mountains near our house. We heard the news that he was hurt. I heard the news that these were the same soldiers that hurt him. So I got outside and yelled at them to stay away from our house. I kicked them out and they were outside of our house harassing the kids. So I hit him. I slapped him away from the house. Before I slapped him, they kept threatening me that they would arrest me. My mom was taping the situation and captured when I slapped him. Every day we heard the same news about how they were harassing us and entering our homes. My mom was live on social media, so the video went viral. The Israeli response was swift. The soldier was mocked for not shooting or beating a 16-year-old. Settlers called for her to be killed, posting maps online to her house. Within days, the Israeli army came back to Nabi Saleh to arrest her and her mother. Keep in mind that Ahed is still a minor, 16 to be exact. Yet Ahed was not spared the torture that is routinely meted out to Palestinian prisoners and detainees. Ahed, like many other child detainees, experienced Israel's cruel system of transferring them, called the Bosta. The Bosta is a vehicle with blacked-out windows and tightly divided cells with metal chairs to which prisoners are chained. Usually, such rides can take up to 12 hours or more with no rest stops, toilet, or food breaks. It's used to transfer detainees from one prison or clinic to another or to take them to hearings. Every Palestinian political prisoner describes the torture of the Bosta, the unbearable heat in the summer and the unbearable cold in the winter. Almost all have sustained injuries as a result. Compounding the pain is that the prison authorities deliberately schedule delays and use the Bosta to try to induce confessions from detainees. It's a truly frightening experience, particularly for a child. After the transfers and initial interrogation, Ahed was strip-searched and sent to a cell. The system of transfers back and forth from cell to the interrogation room is difficult, as detainees often get transferred multiple times throughout the day and the night, like Ahed. The room was full and I was an extra in there. There was no space. Also, the girls there knew what happened to me and gave me food and clothes. One of the girls slept on the floor and gave me her bed. I couldn't sleep, though. At 1 a.m., they called me back into the interrogation room. When they take you back and forth from the interrogation room from the cell, it's very harsh to be transferred from place to place. Ahed tells me that she was routinely denied visits by lawyers and by her parents, which, of course, is illegal for children under the age of 18. And she also tells me about the day of her interrogation. That day they brought my mom because I was underaged. I was 16, but they would not allow her in the interrogation room. When you're below the age of 18, you're supposed to have a lawyer or your parents with you. They said no one was allowed to be with me during the interrogation because I was a terrorist. 
The soldier screamed at me and began to swear. When I was done with the interrogation, he gave me a paper to sign, but I refused. It was in Hebrew, and I don't understand Hebrew. So I told him I won't sign it, and he said he would translate it. I told him, you are threatening me and my family, and you want me to sign it? He said, you can trust me. Palestinians need a hundred years to trust someone. While Ahad Tamimi was sentenced to eight months in prison, it's important to contrast this with an Israeli army medic who's named Alor Azaria, who spent nine months in prison for executing, by shooting him in the head at point-blank range, a Palestinian man who lay incapacitated on a street in Hebron. You can see the way that Alor Azaria was praised while Ahad Tamimi was demonized. I had recently co-authored a memoir titled They Called Me a Lioness, which is co-written with Palestinian-American journalist Dina Takruri, whom I also had the pleasure of speaking with. This memoir details Ahad's activism beginning as a child and visiting her father in prison. I spoke to Ahad about her book and why she chose to write this memoir. Firstly, I've always wanted to write a book. I wanted to write it. I used to read novels, and when I did, I went to the details of the character, and I always had to know what happened to them in the end. You put yourself in the character of the story. You put yourself in the shoes of the Palestinian. They will see the Palestinian cause and know how it really is. Not only will they know the story, but they will understand the small details of the character in the shoes of any Palestinian. She gives us insight into what it is like to be in an Israeli prison with other young girls and women, including Khalida Jarrar. She describes how Khalida taught her and the other women mathematics, history, and law so that they could understand what their rights should be in prison. Ahad now attends Birzeit University, where she studies international law. She wants to be a lawyer and hopes that one day she can use the law to defend the rights of Palestinians. They Call Me a Lioness is available online and at bookshops near you. To learn more about the book, you can also listen to our podcast with Dina Takruri, who co-authored the book alongside Ahed. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to This is Palestine, a podcast brought to you by the Institute for Middle East Understanding. The IMEU is a nonprofit focused on giving you access to untold stories, facts, and expert sources on all things Palestine. For more information, please visit our website at www.imeu.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the IMEU. Please don't forget to subscribe. I'm Deanna Butu. Thanks for listening. IMEU relies on supporters like you to keep raising awareness and making the impact needed to drive change towards justice for Palestinians. With your support, we can create more content and resources, such as this podcast. Please give any amount you can at imeu.org forward slash donate. You can also sign up to give monthly to help sustain our work year-round. Every dollar makes a difference. If you're unable to donate right now, you can still help by sharing our work with your friends and family and by rating and reviewing This is Palestine on iTunes. Thank you.